everyone, and welcome to episode two of season two of the Therapist Run podcast. I hope you are all having a lovely day so far, whether it is the morning, the afternoon, or the evening. Absolute burnout. What does it mean? To me, absolute burnout means going through the motions of every single day in black and whites. You rarely feel like a strong, overwhelming emotion. Um, and everything you express feels forced, and you almost feel like an out-of-body experience. It's super hard to describe. For most of you that might be thinking, oh, this is like a stress thing, it's like stress surpassed. Stress is a stage, I believe if you search up what burnout is, it's like the initial anxiety, the stress, and then the burnouts. I could be wrong about that, but it, it gets pretty bad. I do have, you know, periods of absolute burnout that can last four days minimum, um, upwards of like three months. I mean, I experienced pretty bad absolute burnout in 2022. And after hearing that, you guys are probably like, Juliana, please get some help. Or slash and you guys are like, me too, girly, me too. Um, to that first remark, I have, <laughs> I have, like, I... I have a very low thyroid function. Um, fun fact of the day. Um, and if you guys don't know what that means, it's basically a hormone at the throat and it makes me feel very down. Um, a lot of the time makes me tired, makes me kind of like a sack of potatoes, essentially. <laughs> um, and to that second point of those of you who can relate, this episode is for you because these are my strategies. These are my habits that I try to incorporate not only into, you know, those times when I am feeling an absolute burnout's coming, um, but in my day-to-day -day life that can be preventative measures um, so that we don't fall into absolute burnout because really who wants that? It seriously prevents me from doing so many things that I would like to do and it feels like a waste of life. Um, so let's not, let's not fall into burnout if we can do something to prevent it. So, little disclaimer, what works for me is not going to work for everyone. This is something I try to stress in all of my episodes, but I feel like especially for episodes touching on very sensitive, can be sensitive, mental health situations, um, it's really important to keep in mind that none of these topics I'm going to cover are going to be quick fixes. Um, they could be, but... That is not how I want to be presenting them, because even for me, they're not, and there are things I cover in this episode that even I struggle to stay consistent with, because let's be real, the media just loves to throw these quick fixes at us for all kinds of things, and because mental health is becoming more of a conversation um, as the years go on, we get all of these things like, oh, download our app and say goodbye to your chronic anxiety illness. Like, it doesn't quite work like that. Maybe it does for someone out there, but it absolutely does not for me. So, let me do my little, my little life update real quick here. So, the past two weeks, um, I've started the second semester of my school year. And saying that out loud is funny to me because it honestly feels like just yesterday I was on this podcast talking about how anxious I was about starting grade 11. Um, and if you don't remember that, if you are only listening now, if you've only started listening recently, 
my fear, um, my nervousness kind of came from the fact that a lot of my close friends, my best friends, are a year older than me. And you're probably like, that's really cool. I have nothing to add to that. Fair enough. The thing is that I'm in grade 11 and these friends of mine are in grade 12, which means they are going to be graduating. Um, I was scared. I feel like scared is not the right word. I was nervous. Yes, nervous is good. I was nervous about the amount of like FOMO I would feel. And I mean, going into grade 11, people like to talk about how grade 11 is the hardest year. Um, I'm not going to go into why that is, but that's just a thing. Uh, so I was like, man, all of my friends are going to be grads and they're going to be doing all this cool grad stuff, you know, going to like the formal doing like spirit week stuff. Um, and I'm going to be stuck doing my homework and like bashing my head against the wall because everything is going to be so difficult. Um, guys, that was what? That was how many months ago? Pull up the calendar real quick. One, two, three, four, five, like six. That was six months ago. That's unbelievable. Um, on a positive note, I rarely feel that way. It's spirit week right now, and I love seeing all my grad friends dressed up and looking absolutely adorable. Today, they all wore pink because on Wednesdays, we wear pink, and it was so cute and adorable. And I mean, heck, guys, I went to winter formal. I've spoken about that. I am doing so much better than I thought I was going to be doing, and that was all about the fear of the future. That was all in my head. Like, it's seriously crazy the things your mind can do to you that can just prevent you from having a good time. Like, the time I spent worrying about going into grade 11 could have been time spent doing literally anything else. I digress. Where was I? Semester two. <laughs> so, this semester, oh my gosh, on the right topic of just, like, stressing about the future, is bringing me a tremendous amount of worry and has been since, like, the end of semester one. This is because... <laughs> As I say very often, I'm in musical theater. I'm very involved in music in general, jazz band, band, choir, chamber choir, vocal jazz, all of that fun stuff. I was about to say all that jazz. It's out there. My apologies. <laughs> but that is ramping up real quick. And what I mean by that is that opening night is in less than a month. Oh, is that correct? Am I lying to you guys? Nope. Oh, no, I am lying. Oh, I'm not lying to you guys. Um, so as I'm recording this right now, 7, 14, 21, 22, 23 days, opening night of my musical production for this year at my high school is in 23 days, and that is actually ridiculous to me, and I am scared out of my mind, but it's all going really well. It's coming together so fast. And we're definitely way ahead of schedule, but naturally that's going to cause me a little bit of stress because, I mean, we have six shows divided up into two weeks and it's definitely a lot of work. Like I am going to be at the school for easily over 12 hours um, on those days, which is just so swell, but I believe in myself. I believe in everyone involved. It's going to be fine, but... <laughs> Thinking about that, on top of the fact that I have more academics, um, this year was definitely a little spooky. Currently, I have math, so pre-calculus 11, which, for context, it's literally been two years since I've had a math class, 
scary. I also have anatomy and physiology 12, but we're still finishing up the end of chemistry. So I've got like a unit test next week and I've got a final coming up, which is actually hilarious to me because it's a linear class and realistically we should have been done after the first semester but I'm not going to get into that. Um, I've also got social studies, science humaine because it's in French um, which is totally fine. I adore my teacher. If you know me in real life you're laughing at me right now because god I cannot stop talking about how much I love my socials teacher. <laughs> um, and then I've just got band uh, shared block with English 12. So it's definitely a little more academic heavy. Could it be worse? Absolutely. Am I still freaking myself out because that's what my brain actually does? Yes. That being said, it's still really tough right now. Like I am putting so much effort towards so many aspects of my life right now. I mean, I'm refreshing my brain um, for math because again, it's been two years since I've last done math. Uh, which is ridiculous, by the way. I am <laughs> aiming to get the highest marks in everything I do in chemistry, just so I can really finish off with a bang before the final coming up. I've got, you know, the occasional, like, English writing, not that bad. Same with socials, band, I don't really need to worry about that. But, like, the extracurricular music stuff, musical, really gets to me. And the fact that we have course selection for next year is really stressing me out. So while I recognize that it could be a lot worse... I don't think I myself could handle worse and I need to go a little easier on myself when I'm thinking of these things, right? So that's that's the current the current situation right now. I'm going to be totally honest. I've tried recording this episode for the past 2 days, I believe, yesterday and the day before. Um I sat down and I was just like I literally cannot do this right now. Firstly, I was just straight up tired. I knew I had studying I wanted to do. I knew I had some personal catch-up I wanted to do just to make sure I was at the level of, ooh, <laughs> at the level of understanding I wanted to be at for my classes and such. And naturally, with hobbies and passions, anything you do for fun that isn't actually necessary towards anything, that stuff will just get pushed back and that's that's normal. That'll happen. But I was also really hesitant to record this specific episode that I had planned because I honestly feel a burnout coming, you guys. I have already spoken about the stresses that I'm concerned about, that I know for a fact I'm going to go through, and that is like stage one of burnout, which is just the initial anxiety. And that is something I would like to avoid, and honestly, being able to speak what I believe and what I think and... I don't know if you've heard anyone say this before, but like sometimes teaching other people is the best way to understand yourself. And that's kind of what I'm aiming for here because I know that these methods that I have uh, written down work for me, but sometimes just like reading them and knowing they exist is not enough. So I'm hoping that being able to share with you guys will also get myself out of this potential burnout stage. Um, but I guess we'll know in my next upload. <laughs> so anyway, you guys, let's get right into all of my little tips and tricks, my little habits and routines that help me prevent burnout and help me get through burnout while it is happening. So number one here on my list, oh, which by the way, um, these are not numbered off numerically in the sense that number one is better than whatever comes last or whatever comes last is better than number one. This is just the natural flow of things that came to mind as I was writing down my points. But I digress. Number one, 
journaling. I feel like I've absolutely mentioned journaling on this podcast before. There's no way I haven't. But if you know me in real life, you'll likely know that I love journaling because it comes up shockingly often. I don't really know why. But I journal every single night and I've been doing so ever since June of 2020, which is actually bonkers to think about. Guys, it's been almost three years. But really, I can open up one of my many journals because obviously I've accumulated many and I can just open up a page and I can know exactly what I was doing on October 17th of 2021. Wild, but you know, that'll happen when you stay consistent with journaling. So how has it benefited me other than giving me weird out-of-body experiences like that? And how might it be able to benefit you in the context of burnouts? So Firstly, it's a really, really great way to vent out those nasty negative emotions, whether they've been built up for months, weeks, or maybe you just want to talk about a minor inconvenience today, just to get it off your chest, get it out of your system. This is especially handy for those of you who are not super comfy talking to other people about your problems. This was absolutely me back in June 2020, and I think I've changed a lot, And that's why my journaling style has been less of really getting in depth about my emotions and more so, this is what happened today, this is kind of what I'm feeling right now type situation, right? But for everyone, it's going to be entirely different, right? So, you know, if by any chance you feel like when you do talk to other people, you're burdening them a little bit, which is really not a great mindset and it's definitely still one that I myself am trying to get out of, so I honestly can't give any advice there other than try journaling. It'll make you feel better, but also do get comfortable with talking to other people about your problems because I honestly believe there's something beyond valuable and something irreplaceable about talking through your problems with other people. Just throwing that out there. Secondly, journaling really helps with my memory Um, I don't have great memory, and I definitely brought this up on this podcast before, but especially if you have any kinds of mental illness, loss of memory is honestly a really, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a really common kind of symptom of many different mental illnesses, so journaling is a great way to not forget about the happy things and not forget of the times you overcame certain challenges which is nice. And lastly, it builds routine. I know my brain kind of has that switch that goes on after journaling where it's like, okay, it's nighttime mode. Like, I'm going to brush my teeth. I'm going to do some stretching and I'm going to get ready to hop into bed, which is really nice. And that might be reading for some other people. That might be watching some TV. That might be having some tea. Different for everyone. So number one, journaling. Highly recommend it. It can feel awkward at first, And especially when you grow up with the whole, like, diary thing, it kind of gets a bad rep, but I can guarantee you it's worth a try, at the very least. If you don't like it, no one's forcing you to do it. On to my second point, which I want to argue is probably the most important one. I don't know, I'm probably going to say that about the next few points here, but making time for yourself. This is something I spoke about in my last episode because it's it's going to be important for literally everyone and it's going to be a big contributor to a lot of issues we face as, 
not only teenagers, but as human beings, is just not taking enough time to really think about your own thoughts, evaluate your own situations. Um, Not that that's how I spend my alone time. I'm going to get into that, but (laughs) just throwing that out there. There are many ways you can spend time with yourself, and it's going to be different for just about everyone, but a cool thing I like to think about is just I have personal hobbies that I don't necessarily love to do with other people. Um, For me, that is tarot. I've spoken about how I enjoy studying and reading tarot, but it's not something I'm necessarily like calling on my friends to be like, hey, let's read tarot together. You know what I mean? Uh, Yoga is another one or just even stretching in general, like a quick little stretch. That little bit of alone time can do lots for me. So that's going to look different for everybody. But any of your personal hobbies that you prefer to do alone, just enjoy that time alone because honestly, being in your own presence and feeling fully content is just a power statement in itself and no one needs to be there to like experience that. You just feel nice about it. One thing I really like to do, especially when it's most convenient, so when all my friends are busy, when my boyfriend's busy or whatever, is I like to take myself on dates. So actually, my boyfriend was away for a week on a little family trip, um, and we hang out pretty frequently, especially in like the weeks, or the week, I guess, leading up to him going away. Um, And it was only a week, realistically, but I took myself on like a couple coffee dates, and it was just nice. It It was really nice. Like, I seriously forget how much... I enjoy my own company occasionally when I make, like, an event out of it. You know, I conveniently live really close to, like, this really cute coffee shop that's, like, a 15-minute walk, and right beside it is a grocery store. So if I'm trying to, like, get some coffee and then do some groceries, it's really not that hard for me. So making time for yourself, exploring your personal hobbies, doing those personal hobbies, and just enjoying that time is really good for burnout because it kind of just stops time in a way. Like, you kind of put everything to the side and you focus on you and what you're doing and it's just nice. Is it challenging? It can be, especially with, like, the coffee dates because you're sitting there drinking coffee and you're like, man, I could definitely be doing something else right now. It's tough. But if you can get into that, like, groove of, like, self-care and, like, this is so cute and fun for me, (laughs) it'll be okay. At least it typically is for me. So kind of departing this topic of making time for yourself, um, be compassionate. Be compassionate towards yourself and your mind and just the way you treat yourself because no one is, is more harsh towards you than your own mind, right? I'm sure there are exceptions to that, but at least in my case, that's always how it's been. So I find myself even in moments like today just beating myself up because I feel like I could be more productive. I feel like I could work faster. I could focus in more. But realistically, it's just that nervousness, that anxiety of burnout, that anxiety of stress, um, which is really interesting to think about, you know, how you get stressed over stress you can feel in the future, it's ridiculous. Like, I, it's actually not fair how your brain does that, and it sucks. But you need to be gentle with yourself, and this is something I think we all struggle with. I know I, for a fact, definitely struggled with this. I still struggle with this. It's, it's a thing. It's real. 
moving on. Um, my third point here is to surround yourself with the right people. Oh my goodness. This is another thing that just goes hand in hand with like focusing on yourself, making time for yourself. It's just people really. I mean, you yourself are a person, you're surrounded by a bunch of people all the time. You can't avoid it. So might as well surround yourself with the right people. Now, this is a topic that comes up time and time again because it is so similar to focusing on yourself and such. But something I felt like I wanted to mention this time around is that the right people aren't always going to be those that are booming with positivity all the time. And this is because it really depends on what you want out of your social connections, out of your friends. For me, I know for a fact that I value those who can push me forward, those who can motivate me, those who can lift my mood on a good day, on a bad day, and those who genuinely feel like they care about me. For you, it might be the same thing. It might be different. It's all different. So just because those really overly positive, boomy, happy people might seem idealistic, which you know, in fairness, most of the time they are the right people, at least I found for me, you need to find the people that fit best for you. And that's going to be a lot of trial and error. And you're not just going to like find a circle of people one day and be like, that's the one I'm fitting into that one. That's it. That doesn't happen. Like it's a lot of testing the waters here and there and just so happen to stumble across a group of people that you really do fit in with, that feel like you fit in with, right? So I guess this whole concept of surrounding yourself with the right people is not necessarily picking and choosing. It's more so get yourself out there and if you don't already feel like you have the right circle, go look for it because that can save you during times of burnout. I know it does for me because I feel like I have people that are concerned enough about me to check up on me and, you know, give me that little extra bit of kindness and compassion and love when I need it, which is really, really, really nice. Whew, I'm like out of breath from that one. I'm just clearly very passionate about this topic. Um, on that, on that note, let those people help you because burnout can feel like rock bottom, right? You just can't find the motivation to do anything. When I reach absolute burnout, I can barely smile. It's seriously that terrible, especially at the end of the day. After a long day of school, like during a rehearsal, oof, guys, it's bad. But it's nice to have people that want to help you and want to, you know, joke around and lift your spirits. And while there will be times where you just really can't and you're just like, you know what, this is not funny. Like, I just, I need alone time. That will absolutely happen. If you need to step back, step back. But it's nice to have other people help you sometimes. Let them help you sometimes because that that can help. I know for me, that definitely helps. And because I'm so new to feeling this kind of like love and connection from friends, or at least it's been a long time since I felt it, it's especially valuable right now for me. And it might be for you. So moving on to my fourth little point here, we're definitely getting near the end. Movement. Just a little bit of daily movement can do wonders for you. The links between working out, not even just working out, moving your body 
every single day and mental health is significant. And we get told this time and time again. There are many studies that show this, but seriously let that sink into your brain. I know if I go too long without working out, I start to feel super groggy and super lazy. Um, and that's just amplified by my like lack of like thyroid function. <laughs> but also just in general, that'll happen to most people as far as I'm aware. So how I go about getting my movement in every day is stretching in the morning. If I have enough time, I'll do a whole yoga flow because guys, I love yoga <laughs> so much. Um, again, it's one of those little like personal hobbies, personal explorations type situation. Um, and occasionally I will do weights. I try to be consistent with it, but seriously right now, because I'm going through such a busy and packed time of my life, I just can't. I just can't. And that's the truth. So I will also try to find days where I can walk to school. Um, I'm really happy it's getting ever so slightly brighter in the earlier hours. So even though I have to be at school at 7.30, it is going to soon be possible for me to walk to school and not feel unsafe, which is really, really epic. I just said epic. Is it 2017? Like, what's going on here? Anyway, it'll be really nice. Um, I do enjoy walking to school. The only thing is that, like, my hair gets all gross. <laughs> oh no, my hair. Um, seriously, guys, it's it's really bad. Like, the frizz is untamable. I just feel super yuck the entire rest of the day when it's too humid. Anyway, walking to school is nice. Maybe not for the hair, but if you can find your time every single day to get at least like 30 minutes in of movement, that's what they recommend, then do it. It'll it'll do you wonders. You don't know until you try, so please do consider trying. My next point is time management. This is another thing I spoke about last episode and something I may actually make an episode about. In the future, um, you guys let me know if you still would like that, but seriously, if you are going through burnout or you are predicting that a burnout is coming, you can feel it coming, and it is caused by stress or fear of the future, which is, you know, typically what it is for me, anxieties of the future, anxieties of stress, I highly recommend finding ways to block out time in your day to to manage your time that work for you and it's it, it seems uh, like for me like people who have like planners and stuff for like adults like my mom religiously uses a planner and like a, a I guess a a calendar kind of thing it's a planner I don't know why I'm struggling so much it's a year planner um and it's She's got like scribbles everywhere. She's got sticky notes going. And that's always just been so like far away from me. Like, I don't know why, but it was just never something that I would do. I got gifted a planner. I've spoken about this and I've just, I cannot stop using it. Seriously. The amount of time it saves me and the amount of just sitting on my bed spiraling, thinking about all the stuff I need to get done is unbelievable. Literally, I, I don't even need to use my planner. I will have like a pack of sticky notes with me at all times and I'll just write down one chemistry homework two like math homework three podcast outline like just having a visual of the things you need to do and blocking out like a day or a time like on my planner I've got like my next couple days planned out because I know what I need to get done 
it can save you so much thinking that you don't need to do. So whether that is getting a planner, whether that is actually using the calendar app on your phone, whether that's carrying sticky notes around with you all the time, find a way to just take the stress of of time out, out of you because it seriously does help tons and it's something that I'm quite new to, but I will definitely keep doing. So on to my very last point, because we have gone on for longer than usual, guys. These are some good topics we've got going on. I'm not used to getting to like 30 minutes flawlessly. Um, (laughs) Anyway, frequently taking track of your emotions and maybe even starting a gratitude list. So there's a lot to unpack here. How do you take track, keep track (laughs) of your emotions? I highly recommend using apps. So I use Dailyo, I believe it's called. I use Dailyo and I also use Stoic. Um, Oh, I also use Clue. Um, If you are a person that menstruates, Clue um, can help track your cycle, which is really nice. Not only your cycle, but also your emotions, your feelings. It can also track your sleep. Um, it's, It's just a great way. There are many, there are many free apps out there. Uh, that can help you track your emotions and feelings and such. So I use Dailyo to track my sleep. Um, I use Clue, of course, to track my cycle and usually my emotions and feelings. And I use Stoic um, as my little gratitude list app. Um, I remember being told uh, when I was doing online counseling last year that like, my counselor enjoyed using different apps for just like how I use it now for different aspects, like one for sleep, one for emotions, one for gratitude. And I was like, why would you do that? Like, why don't you just one app? I don't know why, but like I've tried using just Stoic and just Dalio for all these things. It just doesn't, it just doesn't work for me. So I, I get it. I don't know why I get it. I wish I could tell you, but it might be nice to just download like even just a couple apps, two apps, Uh, where you can track your sleep and your emotions and stuff because that can not only show patterns of when you might have a burnout coming, it can also identify possible triggers for a burnout, which is really nice. Have I had a moment where I've looked on my phone and been able to be like, I am going to have a burnout on this day because of this event? No, (laughs) like no. I don't even wish that was how it was, it, it worked because that's just odd. But it's nice. It, it keeps you conscious of the way you're feeling. And it's just, it's, it, it works for me. It works for me. So I'm passing it on to you because maybe it'll work for you. Um, but guys, those are my one, two, three, four, five, six little habits and routines to help you prevent burnout and help you during burnouts. Because I am right there with you. I mean, after the pandemic, which, you know, everyone's like, oh, everything's planned on the pandemic now. Guys, we really went through a global pandemic. Like, that is an actual thing that we went through. Let's take that as seriously as it should be taken. Burnouts is real. Like, grind culture, the grind culture that came with and after the pandemic is is a lot. And especially with, like, the rise of TikTok and reels and instant gratification of these people just like doing the most with their lives all the time. Burnout is something that is really not spoken about enough. 
because it seems like everyone is doing everything all of the time and it's not realistic like as someone who's very present on social media i'd say i'm I'm more present than the average person it's it's bad it's bad and and for people like me especially we need to step back and just evaluate everything I don't know if any of you guys watch the youtube channel coffee house crime i absolutely recommend it um it's this lad named adrian who basically covers true crime and unsolved cases um i'm a true crime girly i don't know if that's already evident it seems like every like hypersensitive self-monitor woman is a true crime junkie but i remember learning about how In Japan, there is an actual word for those who pass away due to absolute burnout and just overworking themselves. And it's terrifying. It's actually really scary, you guys. So I I am really hoping that none of you are feeling like you're getting to that point. Please, please take care of yourselves. If you need to reach out for help, do not hesitate. There are people that want to help you. I want to help you. I want to be there for you. Your loved ones want to be there for you. Don't feel like you have to go through anything you're going through alone. Anyway, you guys, wow, I actually feel almost a little bit strained (laughs) after today's episode. I feel like I had a lot to say. Holy cow. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in to episode two of season two. I actually really wanted to have like a Valentine's Day episode this year, and I might consider doing a valentine's or like love theme for um the episode that comes after this because it would still be february uh the upload after this one would be on the 26th um if i'm going as per my schedule um so i could do like a little a little love (laughs) topic um i'm just a little skeptical because you know currently i'm in a relationship that i've only been in for uh over three months it would be like close to four months at the time no it would just be like over three months at the time I recorded it um so like I I don't know you guys let me know I think it would be really cute I I want to I just can't really think of topics that you guys might want to hear about um if not it'll still be something valuable and insightful wouldn't really fit the content creator theme of February being love but I'm not suppressed about it. <laughs> there are many opportunities to talk about all that stuff in the future. So as always, guys, let me know the kind of stuff you want to listen to. Let me know if you have feedback. I love constructive criticism. Don't be mean. Just let me know what I could fix and how you think I should fix it. And I'm welcome to take that into consideration. Thanks again for being here. I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves. It seems that everyone around me is having a rough time right now. So just just take it easy all we have is time i can guarantee you that whatever you're stressing about is not nearly as bad as what you might think it is so i'll see you guys next time and please take care talk to you soon